Welcome to Talk for 12, a podcast hosted by the women at Orange Evangelical Church. These 12-minute episodes teach from God's Word and encourage and equip women in their daily walk with Jesus. Hello, I'm Jill, and welcome to our second episode in our Starting the Year Well series on Talk for 12. We believe in a speaking God and that His Word through the Bible is powerful, life-giving and life-shaping. Psalm 119 says, How sweet your word is to my taste, sweeter than honey in my mouth, and instruction from your lips is better for me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. I want to be thrilled and thankful at the gospel each day, but developing a habit of faithful Bible reading feels hard. I have some friends here today to explore this topic. How is the Bible good for us? How do we build healthy Bible reading habits? And what can we do in 2022 to be deeply rooted in God's word? Hi, Lily and Janice. Can you introduce yourselves? Yeah. Hi, I'm Lily. Um, I'm married to Ben. We're expecting our first baby in May. Uh, We've been living in Orange for about six months, and we've been going to the 6.30 service since then. And I'm also studying at Bible College. And g'day, I'm Janice. I've been a Christian for almost 30 years now. I'm married to Dave. We've got four gorgeous kids, and we go to church at 11. Uni sucked all the joy out of reading for me. I tend to be messy rather than neat and winging things rather than organised. So I know the benefit of meal planning, but often I just can't get around to doing it. (laughs) Lily, you didn't grow up reading the Bible at home. How was it introduced to you? Uh, Yeah, no, I didn't. So my grandma took me to church with her on Sundays so my mum could have a break. Uh, And the church that I grew up in was very small, so kids of all ages were crammed into all the kids' programs, which means that when you're the older end of that spectrum, Bible discussions and teaching can seem a little shallow. So I decided to read the Bible on my own at home from maybe year nine, year 10 onwards. When I finished high school, I did Year 13 with Anglican Youth Works, and a subject of that is you have to read the Bible in a year, and that really further instilled me wanting to read the Bible and finding the big picture of it all linking together to Jesus from Genesis to Revelation. Yeah, excellent. And for you, what have been the best things about reading the Bible? Yeah, so I have ADHD, so when I feel like I have to do something or I'm told to do something, I don't want to. And so I understand the importance of reading the Bible to get closer to God, but sometimes I really struggle to have the motivation to do so. And I think lots of people actually have that. But Mm. wanting to read the Bible to understand the story of Jesus and and understanding Jesus' importance through biblical history reignites the motivation for me. So when I pick up my Bible to read more about two kings to understand the story of who Jesus is, I'm kind of inadvertently learning more about who God is, who his character is, and in turn, fostering a relationship with him. So kind of catch 22-ing myself on purpose. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. It helps to have an open mind when we come to the Bible, doesn't it? God is stretching us, our understanding of his majesty that will help put the rest of life in perspective. Janice, how did you grow into Bible reading? Uh, When I was converted, I was converted in a church that held the Bible as valuable and at the Union Christian group I was at also saw the Bible as a treasure from God and anyone could read it and if you wanted to know God better, you'd read the Bible. So with that in mind, when I became a Christian, I wanted to know my Heavenly Father more and more, so I read the Bible. I had lots of opportunity, lots of time and lots of energy with other people to do that during the week. And I was also encouraged to read on my own. My brother gave me a copy of a book called Search the Scriptures. It gave a short passage and some questions to answer each day. And I just loved making lists and drawing pictures of the things that I was learning about God's character. And it was really was an unusual and amazing time um, in my Christian life. And I've never really had one like it since. God grew my relationship with him quickly 
and there was a strengthening and a development that has continued to sustain me. Sometimes when I hear that, you know, how did you grow into your Bible reading, I feel like actually I've grown out of it. So Mm. in my own weakness and my sinfulness and the distractions of the world, I reckon that my habit of brushing my teeth is stronger than my Bible reading habit. And if I got dementia now, I'd be in a pattern of phone scrolling, but not Bible reading. (laughs) There have been tough times and uh, personal trauma and parenting challenges. And at those times, personal Bible reading has been almost impossible. When relationships are hard, I think that my relationship with God has been hard too. But I'm really glad that he is my shepherd and he has faithfully fed me by his word, even in my mess. He's taken me to Bible study and church regularly, and I've loved listening to the Psalms in song. He's brought truth to me through reminders by friends and reading the Bible with my kids. God has really sustained me through ups and downs, and what I've learned through times of feasting have kept me going through times of famine. Even when my daily Bible reading fails, God brings his word to me. But I really do miss regular, planned, sustained time in his word. It's so valuable and brings everything into focus. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like there have been good times and hard times. And I appreciate how you've noticed that God sustains you even when the daily disciplines don't look the same. I'm so thankful for his grace when I let the balls drop. Change does affect our rhythms and patterns. Lily, you've had some changes in your life recently. What have you noticed looking back on the last year? Yeah, at the moment, my life and consequently my Bible reading is a bit chaotic. Earlier this year, I had the same well-set routine that I've had for many years. But I moved, my study patterns changed, my job changed, I got married. Um, I got pregnant the month after I got married, having been told that I couldn't get pregnant for the last like four or five years. Mm. And so my routine has had to shift around all the new things I have in my life. And the challenge in that is trying to make the allocated time I read the Bible every day, which changes every day now, to feel just as meaningful and relational as my previous routine was. And the way I'm slowly figuring that out works best for me is to spread my time with God to be all of the time. You know, I'm keeping post notes with prayer points around. I'm writing Bible verses on my hands. Um, I'm praying in little like arrow prayers, like when I have little spaces. And so while I only have 20 minutes of time, for example, instead of the hour to read God's word and have a small amount of time in prayer, That doesn't mean I can't spend little moments during the day with God. And I think that's the biggest learning point for me at this kind of transitional season is that God isn't just the God of the one hour I spend reading the Bible in the morning. God is the God of every second, of every minute, of every hour, of every day. He's the God of all the time. And kind of being forced to spread out my Bible time throughout the day has forced me to see that. And I really, really love that aspect about it now. Yeah, I love that. I can see the smile on your face as you talk about it. So some new opportunities for having the word part of everyday life. And from what you've both said, we realize Bible reading isn't a command. You must do an hour or 20 minutes a day, but it is good for us. God is a speaking God and we know him and his ways by listening to him. I like this idea from Dane Ortland. When we yawn over the Bible, that's like a severe asthmatic yawning over a free offer of a ventilator while gasping for air. He says, when we read the Bible, we read of Christ, we find forgiveness and we get spiritually healthy. So really, it's a health kick kind of New Year's resolution, the spiritual kind. So I'm interested in what you ladies think as you've been reflecting on this area of your life. If time was no object, what would be the best kind of Bible reading plan of attack? If time was no object in my life, I would read much bigger passages and the context before and after, and I'd compare it to other translations, if possible, the Greek, because I can kind of read that now, um, or the Hebrew, (laughs) but that takes so much time, and, you know, reading four verses in the morning is probably a little more achievable. 
What about you, Janice? Uh, I'm not big on resolutions, and if you put it as a health one, I think that freaks me out even more. But for me, it's not really time that's the problem. It's really my sinful independence or the distraction of devices, I reckon. So the best plan of attack for me is to make reading the Bible a priority. So to recognise that I actually need to hear from God. An older friend once told me that the Bible Society used to have a slogan, no Bible, no breakfast. Mm. And I eat regularly because food is essential. And Jesus says we don't live on bread alone, but on the word of God. And so making the Bible a priority is obviously important. And Chapo used to say that the best way to start reading the Bible was step one, turn off the telly. And I reckon he'd now say step one, turn off the device. When I entered the chaos of life with a baby, and you might find this handy, Lily, (laughs) another friend said to me, take the first opportunity you get to read the Bible before washing or cleaning or watching something or whatever else you're going to do, read your Bible. And I guess it was a reflection that hearing from God is vital and God will use it to grow us in relationship with him. So as I summon energy for a new year, my plan is to pray and ask you to pray that God will help me to live the reality that reading the Bible is a deep need. I don't know if you've ever seen people use that explanation that when you put the big things in a jar first, the little things fit around it. And I think that what I need to see is that my Bible time is a big thing and that other little things will fill in around that. Yeah, I think you're right. I can really see that in my life too. It needs to be one of the rocks in the day, Mm. not the pebbles around it. Yeah, yeah. So a new year is beginning. How do you think this might look for you this year? Do you have any ideas for what you might put in place, Janice? Uh, Yeah, so I find it hard to think of too many Bible bits at a time. So my plan for 2022 is to try and focus on reading the book of the Bible that we're going through in church. So it'll be in church and in growth group and as I teach kids church. And I'm keen to track down a good audio version. Uh, I like to write notes and draw pictures, so maybe a Bible notebook something to underline and illustrate. And I've also found it helpful to look for songs that are based on the passages. So some good Mark memory verse resources somewhere. So my plan is to stay focused on one part of the Bible and chewing over it slowly through the week. Mm, Go deep in Mark this year. Great. What about you? Yeah, so since I've gotten married, um, my Bible reading has remained mostly independent. And I think I should still read the Bible for myself on my own, but I think I need to establish a reading plan with my husband as well. And that's going to become more and more difficult throughout this year because I'm about to have a baby. And so that advice from Janice earlier, I think, is really, really helpful. I'm going to take First that opportunity, Lily. Yes. First, First opportunity. opportunity. <laughs> but I think if I keep picking flaws at my own Bible pattern and go, oh, well, Ben can't read the Bible with me because I'm not doing it perfect enough. We're never going to start doing it. <laughs> I'm just going to keep finding more reasons not to do so. And so I need to figure that out. Yeah, and I think that the biggest mistake Dave and I made in our married life is not to think of reading the Bible together or as something we do together. So using someone else to help you to get that encouragement. So this year I'm planning on lining up my support squad of my husband, my family and my growth group and share those plans and encourage others to do it too and see how we can spur each other on and to enlist the help of people praying that we might do that because my plans don't work out very well normally. So with God's help, I want to get other people to support me and maybe I'll give the best shot I can that way. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've got a group of me and two friends from high school, one of whom has been a Christian her whole life, me who kind of came in halfway through, and my other friend who became a Christian last year. And we're reading the Bible together and I think we're kind of each finding joy in different places and I think that's really helpful as well. 
But, you know, we're human beings who are impacted by sin. And so if we think we're going to do it perfectly from the get-go, we're never going to start doing it because there's that pressure. So we need to start imperfectly and infrequently if we have to and small verses at a time in order to get that habit going. What a great encouragement to finish on. God is very kind in speaking to us and we grow hearing him speak. You've both been honest and encouraging to not let our Bible reading stay where it is, but press on in growing and together with other people. Ladies, thank you. I'm so excited to get into the Bible this year. We're going to put some of our favorite resources in the show notes. So look out for our tips and tricks in working on Bible reading this year. In the next episode, I'll be talking with Marianne and Rachel about growing in prayer. Join us then. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Talk for 12. For the show notes and resources of this episode, or to email us, visit the podcast website at oechurch.org.au forward slash talk for 12. That's the number 12 in numerals one, two. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us next time.